Shalom and welcome everyone to the ICEJ weekly webinar. I'm David Parsons, one of the vice presidents here at the Christian Embassy and our senior spokesman coming to you from the ICEJ's uh, world headquarters here in Jerusalem. We just want to welcome everyone from east, west, north, and south joining us from all over the globe. And we have a very exciting show uh, today. We're going to bring you a report uh, from the ends of the earth, our show today from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. And uh, it involves our, our president, Dr. Jurgen Bueller, uh, a trip all the way around the world to the very other side of the world, uh, to the uh, Pacific Island nation of Fiji. And, uh, of course, uh, his executive assistant for several years now is Fene Datoka, who's also from Fiji. She had been there for several months helping to prepare a, uh, for Jurgen's visit, and they had an exciting time and came back uh, talking about a tremendous impact that uh, they, they saw there and, and had there in Fiji but really a work of the Holy Spirit, I, you'd have to say, for decades and preparing for a moment where Fiji, not only that, but uh, many of the island nations out around them, they want to come and ascend to Jerusalem and open an embassy here and many other things, open greater ties with, with Israel. And uh, we want to uh, introduce Dr. Jurgen Bueller, president of the International Christian Embassy, to talk more about this and uh not only the diplomatic uh, uh, consequences, but really the spiritual dimension and, and biblical prophetic dimension that is at work here. And we're seeing this in, in other nations, but this trip to Fiji was really an example of how God is touching the nations, giving them a biblical worldview, which has Jerusalem as the center of it and the light coming from this place that is uh, the, uh, the light of the dawning of the age of Messiah just ahead when Jesus takes up his throne in Jerusalem. Jürgen, please. Yes, shalom, everybody. It's such a joy to join you all, David. And it was indeed a, a fantastic uh, trip that we had. It was one of the most impactful trips, I must say, that we had uh, uh, traveling for the Christian embassy, at least for my side. Uh, over recent years, and um, we really could see that it was prepared by prayer. It was prepared by um, not only, you know, this trip, but it does a history to it that is going for years now on where the people of God is seeking God for a change in their country. And in a way, you could see with your own eyes how history was unfolding. Geographically, if you would put a... a um, uh, a needle through the through your globe and go through the center and where it would ex exit on the other side of the globe, the exact opposite, the diagonal opposite from uh, Jerusalem. It's exactly this area that you can say this is literally the ends of the earth. You cannot travel further than this region. Um, I have been keeping telling the story that our travel agent, they, they ask me, says, Jürgen, um, how do you want to travel to the Fiji Islands? I can take you through Los Angeles or through Hong Kong. And that's when I realized that is really the furthest part from Jerusalem. And that's significant because um, in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, uh, 
Um, and we, we will see today that there are quite a number of other passages. Jesus commanded his disciples, or the angel it was, who commanded the disciples of Jesus. He said, you preach this gospel of the kingdom of God from Jerusalem to Samaria, Judea, Samaria, all the way to the ends of the earth. And that's really the furthest part on earth the gospel could come. I checked it on the map. We were traveling around 17,000 kilometers from Jerusalem uh, to those islands. Uh, there are a, a few islands that are a little, a little bit further away from Jerusalem. But this is the furthest part how the gospel could come. And we will see later also the prophetic significance of that area. But uh, we are so delighted to have with us on staff over the last few years, um, not only Finne, actually, the, the lady that is running behind the scenes this uh, webinar today, uh, Miss Kellera, she is uh, coming from Fiji with her dear husband, Harry. And I'm very blessed personally to have with me as a personal assistant in my office, uh, Miss Finne Dakota, who is coming from Fiji and has been working for us over the last five, six years in our headquarter. And she was preparing the visit that we had. And I want to hand, first of all, over the microphone to Finne, please. Bola, Bola is uh, a greeting from Fiji. And uh, I want to say Bola to everybody that's listening in today. And thank you, uh, Jürgen and David, for just this opportunity to come and share, you know, what transpired this last uh, four months, I would say. Uh, four months for me personally, because I was in Fiji, uh, went back for Christmas, and even uh, it was more of a visa run for me. But praise God, it was a time God had ordained that, that I would be able to be there and uh, preparing for this very significant and prophetic visit by the president of ICJ, Dr. Yogan Abula, and not only him, he was accompanied by the uh, national director from Finland, also the ICJ um, board member, uh, Yanni Salokangas. And Yanni and Yogan, uh, for those of you listening, uh, they're no strangers to Fiji. For Yanni, being a former director of RICE, you know, he's uh, visited Fiji, I think, uh, four times. And for Jürgen, I think this visit uh, was the third time. So, but this time around, I would say it was quite different. One, because Fiji had just uh, gone through a big paradigm shift, I would say. Yeah, we had on the 24th of December, some of you may have heard, uh, that was when our new government came into place. And uh, of all days, on the Christmas Eve, they were sworn in. The new government was sworn in. So this was after 16 years of the uh, previous uh, uh, Fiji First Government. And uh, we were all blessed, I guess, the situation in Fiji. And I'm sure you know, Yogan and Yanni, they heard this first-hand news from our people back at home. It just the change in government brought a big sign of relief for everybody. It was like freedom for everyone because things that were usually, uh, I mean, a lot of things that were stopped at the time, when I say um, uh, a lot of, uh, particularly for us Christians, they had, the previous government had stopped a lot of things. Uh, maybe I would say they'd limited a lot of uh, our Christian involvement in uh, the various uh, 
segments of society, but this time around with this new government, they practically just opened things up again. But third aside, this visit allowed allowed uh, Yogan and uh, Yanni to even meet up with the new leaders. And that was uh, what we prepared. But before their arrival, we had really labored this in the place of prayer. With the changes in government, and for your information, um, the new government that uh, came into power, it was a coalition government through one, one particular political party, the Sogalpa party, part of their bargaining chip to join the coalition government was the establishment of a Fiji diplomatic mission in Jerusalem. That is what, you know, that transpired and that caused the new government uh, to uh, come into uh, power. So with that excitement from all of us in Fiji, now that was really the best Christmas gift that God gave us as a nation, I would say. The celebration was started off on Christmas Eve, but come Christmas Day, everybody was just in the mode of Thanksgiving. Literally, I would say, the whole nation just came to a place of Thanksgiving because the whole dynamics had changed in the nation. And for those of us, the church especially, it was the time to celebrate the new beginnings, we would say, the new journey of prophetic things, and then to hear, to get, to hear from our president that they felt so there was an urgency, maybe you can share this later, to come to Fiji. It really got us to mobilize and prepare this visit. I heard the news from uh, the Fiji Islands. Uh, Fine was telling us uh, we have exciting news. She was already in, F in Fiji by that time. Uh, what we thought would be just a short uh, Christmas holiday. And she said, Jürgen, you won't believe what's happening. We, have, we are having a new government. And uh, it was a pet situation. Uh, the opposition and the main government, they had exactly the same amount of votes. But there was one new party that came in that was elected uh, with three seats. And uh, this new government, this new little party with three seats, they made a stipulation. They said, we are joining each side, I'll be either with the opposition or with the previous government. And the one condition, uh, they said, we are joining in if our government is opening an embassy in the city of Jerusalem. And the previous government, which is now in the opposition, they said, no, we are never going to do that. It's too complicated and it's too delicate. But uh, the new government that came in, many of them are born-again believers. They said, that's absolutely on our heart. Yes, we are with you to open an embassy in Jerusalem. And that's even made it in into the government contract. So when I heard that, um, I really felt prompted in, uh, in my heart to... Um, to call Finney again and say, Finney, this is a very important juncture in the history of Fiji. And I feel, you know, it sounds like the battle is won and we have a great victory in Fiji. But I, f I believe, I sense in my heart, this is just the beginning of the battle. And um, um, I called her and said, please, I would like to come to Fiji if you can arrange uh, some meetings with pastors and leaders and people who know how to pray and that we keep that momentum of prayer that brought in the new government going. And maybe, Finney, you can later on share also, you know, what was happening in the in the months before this change was taking place. It was really like you, you read again the, the story of Joshua 
as they are conquering the land. It's almost a, uh, a replay of that in our modern times. And I just felt, you know, this is just one battle that was uh, the one one battle that was won, but it's not the victory for the for the uh, total campaign or for the for the full battle. And we need to keep praying. And that's uh, I went there and I I was surprised how well this world was received and resonated with many of the pastors. And I believe it brought back some uh, uh, or increased their dedication to pray for the current situation. But Fili, maybe you want to share a little bit about you know what was happening in the month before i think this is something everybody who is listening here on this call you know don't listen to this just today as a wonderful testimony coming to fiji but i believe many of the principles that took place uh, in fiji over this last few months uh, um, they might well apply to your own country and you might listen to that and say well we have a similar situation we need a change but it came because there was a strategic campaign of prayer and fasting, fasting that led to the uh, to the change in government. The change in government was through the prayers of the saints, was through the prayer, the fervent prayers, and the dedication and commitment of uh, not only intercessors, prayer warriors, but uh, the church, the churches around Fiji, the different denominations. We had mobilized. People were so desperate. People were really crying out. But this took years, you know, and I guess that's where that scripture comes in. Uh, when the nation, you know, when the nation comes together and humbles itself and pray and cry out to the Lord, God does something. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, I would say even um, mobilizing the Fijians, Christians to join the organized prayer events through the ICJ over the years, through the Rosh Kodesh, the Global Prayer Gathering. You know, there was an increased, increased um, awareness of the need to be connected with Israel because of that scripture. You know, when you bless them, God blesses you. When you curse, God curses you. But that was a key. A lot of us felt even in uh, prayer, because I had these uh, testimonies from uh, people back at home, how they felt to to see our nation come through, you know, for a breakthrough in uh, the political arena. They needed to stand in the gap and also be a blessing to the nation of Israel. That's why in all the Rosh Kodesh, we had Fijian groups joining in the prayer, praying for our nation. And I'm so grateful for ICJ leadership that we would not only pray for the, uh, for the nation of Israel, but every participant uh, or watch group that participated in Rosh Kodesh prayed for the nation. And for the last two years, because of our participation, we will also pray for Fiji. And uh, there were groups that were organizing themselves in Fiji. I know because I was connected with a lot of them. And one in particular uh, that was organized by our ICJ, Fiji branch, added by national director, uh, Master Mikhail Mundrelangi, you know, they every, every, every month, beginning of the month, the first seven days of each month, it started off from last year, January last year. Every first, uh, first seven days of the month, we would gather at the uh, parliament complex, and I'm glad that during this visit, Jürgen was able to witness that with Yandi. 
But if you only you're gonna come earlier, you know, the month that the month of December, you would have seen people had gathered. And not only that, we had it online and Fijians from around the world had connected. You know, they had joined it because they felt we needed to come together in oneness and to cry and ask the Lord to, you know, just to deliver our nation. And God was faithful. He did deliver our nation. Amen. Yeah, so it was, I think you were marching around the, the parliament uh, in each of those prayer meetings. And then the week before the election, I think you uh, tell us what happened there. Every day of those first seven days, the first six days would be one day. You know, this was the Jericho principle, the march around Jericho. We would use that biblical principle, and that's exactly what they were doing back at home. Intercessors would pray around the uh, parliament of Fiji, you know, and on the seventh day, they would pray. Seven, they would pray around the parliament seven times, and then, of course, with cheers and just doing a mighty declaration. Uh, something that, uh, that, um, that we felt uh, was, a, that was a breakthrough was when uh, young people, youths, you know, they would just come in and join this uh, prayer movement. And uh, we are grateful that uh, we saw that. Uh, even uh, it came uh, to the attention of a security, our police and, you know, others, they knew there was uh, something happening because of this continuous prayer that was happening. Even when uh, Jochen was uh, there the last two weeks or so, he witnessed that himself with Yanni. So praise God for the prayer movement in Fiji. Yeah, so it was really like a Joshua call where um, they surrounded the, par the parliament in this last week uh, every day seven times and they really saw a breakthrough taking place and, and not only us felt it, but we had uh, missionaries joining us from Australia who are part of our ICJ team in Australia. They came over for our visit and they, they were some, one lady there was working uh, for a number of years in Fiji and she said, Jürgen, uh, when we arrived here in the land, we feel this is like a breeze of fresh air over the island. There's something that changed in the atmosphere and it feels like an open heaven. And uh, I was telling Fine also, this was the, um, it was four times in Fiji um, uh, over the last uh, number of years, if not five times. I lost count of that, but it was uh, um, the most effective visit that we had in Fiji. And you really felt there was a, a new dynamic that was brought in forth in prayer. And it was exactly uh, this parallel with Joshua, you know, as they conquered the city of Jericho in a strategic way, circling uh, the city like the, the believers did in Fiji with the parliament. It was the very next battle that Israel lost because they felt too secure and they said, okay, we had a major victory that we won now. Now the whole land is automatically ours. And the very next city, the city of A, they experienced the major defeat and uh, the people got just depressed and they said, oh, what, what is happening? And that's why we felt we in order to avoid a backlash uh, of the enemy, uh, I felt we need to mobilize the church to keep on praying, to tell them the battle is not over now. Actually, the, the battle might only start. And I was talking, uh, we have been the first visit, uh, the first courtesy visit that we had was to the uh, deputy prime minister. Um, the meeting there, the, he, he confirmed, he says, he already feels now that people are opposing the decision, for example, to move the embassy to Jerusalem. And uh, I assured him, he says, we are here to mobilize uh, 
the people in your country to keep praying for you, to make sure that you have all the prayer support you need. And also, I assure him of our prayer network around the world of the ICJ that we keep praying for this precious island. Deputy Prime Minister Honorable Nafoka, he, he loves God. He, you know, he's a committed Christian. He's been part of our Bible study for the last uh, four or five years together. And uh, members uh, of the, when he was in the opposition, he was actually the leader of the opposition. Yeah. And so, well, when I visited him prior to Yogan and Yanni's visit, I presented him with this Jerusalem flag. <laughs> and you know what he said? He called his uh, secretary and, secure and personal staff officer and said, can you put this up? Because I had challenged him. I said, sir, you got to put this flag in your office. So that it reminds you of what, you know, what your political party had made. And to make sure that Fiji opens its embassy in Jerusalem. Until the embassy is open, then you can put that down. And so he did. And three weeks later, Jürgen visits and it's still there. Yes, and we, we returned back from uh, this visit with the, the Deputy Prime Minister. This, in a way, for the first time, I realized this is really a significant visit. Uh, um, Mr. Kavoka, he, he told me, he says, you know, Jürgen, we had been planning for to move the embassy over the next two years, but your visit in our island might actually accelerate that it might actually still happen in this year. And, um, you know, this is, uh, was quite something which I realized that God really had us on a mission uh, to the feature. And when we came out from the, uh, the office of the deputy prime minister and uh, we were sitting, waiting for the next visit with the president, we saw when we came back to the hotel, one of the most spectacular rainbows I have seen in super intense colors. And uh, this this rainbow stood there until we left for the next visit. And Yanni, who was with us, he counted, he took when we were even flying in, there were spectacular rainbows over Suva. When we left uh, uh, Fiji and we were flying out uh, uh, a few days later, he says, Jürgen, I counted out during our visit seven rainbows that I, I saw in that visit. And it was like almost like a kiss of heaven where we saw that this is not just a visit from us, but um, the Lord is really with it, with us, and He is uh, uh, affirming uh, the time where we were in Fiji. And then we moved from that visit to the house of the president. It was a historic meeting. I think there will never before. Pastor Manasse was telling us this type of constellation of people being together. Uh, here I was handing him over. I brought him from Jerusalem a prayer shawl and a shofar horn, and. Um, uh, it was actually his birthday, Finney, I believe. He was canceling all the visits on that day to celebrate his birthday. But he says, I want to see the man from Jerusalem. And Yanni and I, with the delegation, we visited him. I think this was a very special day because, uh, well, we got news from the uh, um, office of the president that uh, he only allowed uh, the visit from uh, President ICJ, you know, for his birthday. And because it was uh, supposed to have been a holiday for him. But this particular visit was so significant for us. For the first time, I would say, where our tribal chiefs, the heads of the 
different uh, province, confederacies, they came together with us to join, you know, to, to join the, uh, the delegation from Jerusalem in uh, presenting our, uh, I mean, visiting the uh, president and paying a courtesy call. So uh, never ever in, uh, in the history that you would have our high chiefs coming together with the delegation. But because uh, it was uh, the man from Jerusalem, they felt so strongly to be part of this delegation in visiting the president, who is also a prominent chief. And uh, it was just so significant that it was also his birthday. So uh, maybe you can, you can share about what he shared there, because that's yes. very significant for us. And this was a, a very touching meeting. The the, the president, uh, first of all, made a confession of his faith and was expressed his appreciation of all of us coming. And I have to say also, Finna Dakota, uh, who is with us here as an ICJ staff, um, she is a very respected and well-known person in uh, the country of uh, Fiji. Uh, the One of the first persons that the president was creating, he says, oh, I see Finne, you are also there. So many of the people that uh, we visited, including the deputy prime minister and uh, the president, they all knew Finne either from Bible studies or from school times. And I think that was also a, a secret why we had such a successful visit. But um, the president not only confessed his faith, and he also declared something which I honestly I never heard from any head of state. He says, I pray every morning in this office, he says, that my office might be the footstool of God here on this island. He says, I'm here to do the will of God. I want to reign over our people in God's will and do his will. He had to, to make some very difficult decision. He actually is a member of the current opposition party, those parties that were in the past in uh, in government. And um, on the election, on the, on the day after the election, um, and the prime minister, which was very close to him, he called him, he says, you know, this is a pet and you just should call me as the new prime minister because there is a pet situation. And he says, this was one of the most difficult times in my life because I felt God is bringing forth the change and he wants to do something new. And I had to make a decision actually against my own party because I felt it was the time of change. And it took me a number of days until he declared, he says, no, there is a, a change of government. The people have voted and we need to uh, allow the, the new parties to form a government. And uh, he really showed very strong leadership during those days. And there was a very amazing presence of the Lord there that I felt prompted to give a prophetic word also to the president. One of the outcomes of that visit to the president house was that the very next Sunday, he was visiting the largest Pentecostal church in Fiji, attended it on a surprise visit. He came there with his delegation. He says, I want to speak on Sunday morning in the church. And, and he gave a short testimony. He says, we just had a visit from Jerusalem. And I want to make sure the whole nation understands what was taking place in that visit. And uh, he repeated publicly in church there, says, you need to know my office is the footstool of God here on this island. I pray every day for God's wisdom. And this was very, very touching for us to hear something like that, that this man is directing his path 
um, according to uh, God's principle. And uh, it, it, we really could see the blessing that was coming for. And Yanni Salukangas is our national director in Finland, was serving for, with us uh, quite a number of time in Jerusalem as the Arise director, also serves on our board of the ICJ, will be in a few days in Jerusalem for our international board meetings. But Yanni, what, what's your perspective? Uh, you, I think you followed pretty much of what we shared so far. Yes, no, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I would say that what we experienced in, in Fiji is something that many of the nations in the West, I can speak for my nation and Finland, is something that we pray for, something that we wish for, that our national leaders would be uh, men and women of God that fear fear the Lord and uh, actually wants to serve the Lord. And, and the words of the president of of Fiji uh, were shocking in in a good way because at least personally for me it gives me hope that um, th there are men men and women of God out there uh, in in the nations and many times you know in the West we think that we have everything together but uh, it, it seems like some of these uh, smaller nations that maybe many times are a bit overlooked. Uh, they have something in their nations and in their leadership that we have completely lost uh, in, in Northern Europe and, and Europe in general. And it, it reminded me a lot of the the, the prophecy of William Booth, uh, which was said a long time ago. And, and he said that the, uh, the chief dangers of the coming century, meaning the time where we're living right now, he, he wrote this at the beginning of the 19th century. He wrote that, the chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without hell, and politics without God. Mm. I say that uh, when we have political leaders that fear God and, and serve the Lord, I think that is something where the whole nation really benefits from. Uh, and I'm, I'm expecting only good things from, from Fiji. Uh, just based on both words. Yeah, I know the practical way, um, I think, Finney, you can add to that. Uh, we saw also that a lot of changes really to the good took place so far. They uncovered a lot of corruption from the past governments. We heard quite a lot of times when we spoke about some misstandings in the island. They said, we are working on that. We are fully aware of that. We are. These are some of the issues we are tackling. and. And it's not only spiritual, but also politically. I think it's a, a breath of fresh air that is coming over the island, Finn, isn't it? Yes, yes Sir Yogan. I would say with this new change of government, you know, it's just brought a lot of relief because, uh, like I mentioned, a lot of things that were closed up, things that were taken down, uh, things that were forbidden by the previous government. Uh, now, I would say it's just things have just uh, unleashed out again. You know, and uh, it's like freedom for us. That's exactly what that a lot of our people are saying. Even in schools, uh, you hear that from students. You know, they're just so happy that uh, at least prayers can be offered up again in schools. Uh, I'm a member of the Scripture Union. These are Christian fellowship groups that go to schools, and we gather all the time, gather the young people all the time. In the previous government, this will all stop. They had put a lot of hurdles in it. But you know, you can see young people just getting back into fellowship with all their, you know, 
with all their dancing and praises. But uh, a lot of things, uh, and economically, I would say businesses has now opened up again uh, with uh, with this uh, new uh, move of uh, Israel, you know, establishing our embassy in Israel. A lot of, uh, even our Israeli ambassador and our Henri Consul, the Israeli Henri Consul, you know, visited Fiji straight out. Uh, in fact, just before Yogan came, so we can see things have just opened up. All the mm. old traditional partners, our big brothers from Australia and New Zealand are coming back in. So um, there's, there's a, a quick momentum that's happening. And uh, we are so grateful that uh, God is doing something. And the church plays a very important role, I would say. And mm. uh, not only that, we are blessed in Fiji that our leaders, from the president, the prime minister, members of the cabinet, everyone are committed Christians and they are heavily involved in their own local churches. So that's the beauty about the nation right now. And uh, I think, Yogan, we didn't mention um, about the part of the visit was this event that we had. It was a welcome uh, dinner where we specifically um, invited our leaders, our leaders, uh, when church, our tribal leaders, the church leaders and government leaders, um, you know, it was significant that the prominent uh, one of our, um, um, the high chief in Fiji, he was there in attendance. And mm -hmm. uh, that's very unusual, that's very unusual, you know. But he, you know, he jokingly said, Fine, when I got the invitation, my wife, who's right now in Australia, made sure and reminded me that I needed to attend because the man from Jerusalem never arrived. So, you know, that really blessed us when we heard that. One of the meetings, we came back and we saw the prayer meeting. Mikhail Mudrulegi, our, our national director of Fiji, was leading this prayer group. They keep on praying, which was a great joy for us to see and young people that came together to pray for their government. Um, and we just got out of the car as we passed, passed, passed by and we wanted to encourage uh, uh, the young people doing there. And there was a, a, a powerful anointing there that we, um, I asked Mikhail, he says, Mikhail, does any one of you have uh, 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 some anointing oil down? And Yanni and I, we anointed every single one of them and we told them this is a holy task that you are there. And I told him from a, from a biblical ancient context, the gates of a, a building, the gates of a city, this is the seat of power, of authority. And he said, I told them you are taking that place of authority in your country. And I encouraged them to keep keep on praying as you see Yanni shared with them. And people from Australia were praying for them so that the same move of God would also come over to Australia and that they would experience the same thing there. We witnessed with our own eyes what uh, what was taking place uh, on the Fiji island and why this change was happening because uh, people were praying on that island. We had another youth rally. Yanis Salukangas was sharing on that youth rally, and he really got the heart of those young people. It was around a thousand people in the, in the local Vodafone arena, maybe even more an entire school, an elite school was coming there. They were telling me that this school actually, many of the ministers, prime ministers of the judge, supreme judges of the island, they are coming out of that school. Um, the, the entire school or a large part of that school participated 
And uh, Vignani, after a very powerful message to the young people, made an altar call around two, three hundred of those young students and the, the people who were there came forward, dedicated their life to Jesus, rededicated their life to Jesus. And it it was a enormous joy to see that also the next generation is part of that. And uh, Yanni, you did a, a powerful ministry. You want to share a few thoughts on that evening? Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing to to see what, what God is doing in Fiji and uh, just to be a part of it is it's just a huge privilege. And um, basically the, the message in a nutshell, which is prevalent to all of us today, as, as it was on that night, is that, you know, we serve a God who is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. He has given and we have seen his promises being fulfilled just in, in the life of Jesus. 400 prophecies came came to fruition exactly as they were written. And we all believe that, that Jesus was alive. Jesus fulfilled the, the promises. and and But there is also many, many prophecies that have not been yet been fulfilled uh, with Jesus, with, with the nation of Israel. Uh, you know, in Ezekiel, we can read that God will do new things in the hearts of the people of Israel. And if we believe that God is, is the same God of yesterday, we have to believe that the God of today is also the same God of tomorrow. So we have to be able to, to throw ourselves in faith to the God that will fulfill those promises in the tomorrow that we don't see yet today, because that's actually our hope, that we, we serve a faithful God that actually does what he has said, just the same way Jesus did exactly what his father promised um, before he came to earth. Uh, we serve a, a promise-keeping God, and Israel is one of those nations mm. that it's actually it's, it's sort of like a signpost. Uh, you know, when you drive with a car, you have a lot of signposts, and they they they, they tell you up front what's going to happen in, in you know one kilometer, two kilometers ahead. You know, the prophetic word of God is is doing the same thing with the nation of Israel, uh, showing us what is happening as we live today. And we we can serve a God who has our today, but he also has our tomorrow. And as young mm. people, I think that's one of the most encouraging messages that you can, you know, see in the scriptures and really live it because we live in a world where, the, where a lot of promises are made and, and none of them are really being fulfilled. People have lost a lot of their faith in the political systems because it's just a bunch of hot air. Um, the world is going spinning into chaos. And if there's one thing that you can really trust is, is God, the unchanging God, the unchanging word of God. And I think that is something we, we, we really have to uh, be able to communicate to the next generation. Yeah, for, for you all to get a little bit of picture of or a feeling of that night, this is the, the choir of that, um, of that school.
This was very powerful. You see here some of the uh, performance. At the end of the service, uh, Yanni was delivering, I believe, was a prophetic word on that evening for the young people. And as he called the young people forward, uh, they told us close to 200 of the young people came forward and were prayed for and uh, tears were being shed. And it was a very, very powerful uh, gathering that we had in that night. So um, um, we had two more, uh, three more meetings in churches. We had a, a teaching session in a uh, the big Pentecostal church where the next Sunday the president was coming, Yanni and I was sharing, and then we went to Pastor Manasseh's congregation uh, for the Sunday morning service. Um, so after the service, we were sitting together and we had tea together. And this underlined in this last meeting uh, really the impact that the Lord has given us. One of the chief tribal leaders, he was with us every single uh, service he followed us uh, across the island also the uh, one of the supreme judges was coming with us to the uh, um, to a number of the meeting and on that note Jürgen if I can just share so it was all this the, all our tribal chiefs um, have uh, actually confirmed that with their upcoming uh, great council of chiefs meeting 16 years this great council of chiefs this body was actually <laughs> disabled by the former or the previous government. But it's been revived again. It's coming together again. Thank God. And so the big event is happening on May the 24th. And um, one of their main agenda also is to uh, put up a uh, proposal, not only a proposal, like I think it's a statement but that they would do together. Yeah. Inform the current government that the Vanua or the chiefs or all our tribal chiefs that they were in full support of um, Fiji's uh, move or to have the Fiji embassy to in Jerusalem. So that's mm. in the agenda. Yeah, and we had. Uh, I think the Lord gave us special words. Yeah, Yanni had powerful messages that he gave. He spoke about Romans 11, and there was a very a strong anointing as we shared and also on the last day um, um there was a special world and i think that was for 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 my perspective maybe the most important message that we could deliver during that time uh, about god's prophetic destiny for these pacific islands and i was so glad to have like you saw the uh, deputy prime minister one of the uh, supreme chiefs so paramount chiefs that was the correct title that uh, from the island and uh, also one of the supreme judges that was sitting with us and uh, and uh, they they joined us in the prayer time afterwards and there was really an amazing spirit of god moving the island and leaving the uh, uh, the island i really felt that uh, in my spirit that was mission was accomplished and the lord really could do what he was doing and maybe yanni, uh, yanni and finn if you want to have some closing words on that but I believe it was really a, a powerful time that the Lord granted us on those islands. What I would uh, say, uh, Jürgen, just a closing remark. You know, we are just so grateful to the Lord that your visit with Yanni, you know, it was really a catalyst of bringing the church, the government, 
and our tribal leaders or the Alvanua, we call it, you know, just bringing them together and, uh, and, uh, realizing all of us realizing these three pillars, realizing that there is a great call for us from the ends of the earth, our biblical responsibility towards the nation of Israel. So we are grateful that the vision through the messages you preached, you shared in the, all the meetings, it has sort of cemented the call of Fiji, our redemptive purposes as a nation towards the nation of Israel. Yeah, so thank you again, ICJ. And from my side, I would encourage everyone who is uh, today uh, listening or watching this webinar to continue praying for, for the nation of Fiji because the battle is definitely not over. I think this is where the battle actually begins uh, because um, we all know that when when the light of God has been uh, shown and it's it's been, um, you know, revealed, uh, the powers of darkness will do everything uh, in their in their hands what they can to you know to to shut it down and to to really uh, battle against it so I think this is a, a moment of, that we can rejoice but we can definitely continue praying and battling in 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 the unseen world because I think uh, this is one of the most important battles that we can easily forget it's it's really the spiritual battle and I think the stakes are really high we're talking about an entire nation that it's, uh, I think it's it's a bit of a miracle of God that there's people living so far away in the middle of nowhere in the ocean. That's another story. But I believe that the nation of Fiji has a calling not just uh, for its own people, but I think for the whole Pacific uh, region, for, to, to all the other nations that are uh, living around uh, the nation of Fiji. So I would strongly encourage everyone to put in your calendar Fiji uh, to put in your prayer, um, your prayer books, Fiji, and the Bible encourages us to to pray without ceasing. Yeah, in Psalms chapter two, and with this, David, I I I, I close here and hand it back to you. Uh, the world says, "Ask of me, and I give nations as your inheritance, and the ends of the earth as your possession." And uh, one of the passages was exactly that that was that I was sharing. Um, with the people of Fiji that they need to keep on asking the Lord, Lord, give us our island as our possession, as a spiritual inheritance, that we continue to see the purposes of God uh, brought forth. We had this subject touched slightly yesterday at the GPG. Uh, one of our national, former national directors shared about what is taking place uh, in Liberia. And in a way, you can speak much about the power of lobbying and power of all kinds of political activism. Uh, this was a place where I, in a way, like maybe no other place before, I saw the impact of prayer, of persistent prayer on that island, and that it brought forth a change. And I was reminded uh, on the passage in Hebrews chapter 11, where it says, What shall I say? For the time would fall me to fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets who through faith, and I let me add, through prayer also, uh, conquered kingdoms. That means it wasn't their, their natural force, but it was the spiritual dynamic that they released, that they con conquered uh, kingdoms, that they enforced justice, that they obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, 
and became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. And I want to encourage, like Yanis said, everybody on this call, this is first of all a call to continue. Please pray for those changes in Fiji, that they will keep going on, that the momentum keeps going on, and uh, that we don't give up prayer, praying or even increase our prayer for those islands. But also, I want to put this out as a challenge for everybody for your own country. What happened in Fiji, uh, God is not different in any other part of this world. Uh, we just saw that right now in this passage that we saw, uh, that uh, the Bible is full of stories where people who put their faith in the Lord, who started praying, who started trusting God, didn't look just at the negative things, you know. Fiji had a history of 18 years or 17 years of negative things taking place, and they could have said, well, this is uh, the end of the world, it's not getting better and all that, but they got together and they said, let's pray for our nation, let's pray for another victory in our time, and uh, we could witness with our own eyes that God is a prayer-answering God. And I want to encourage everybody on this call, uh, take this as an example, maybe start with a, crew, a, a small prayer group, you know, it doesn't uh, to start something like that, you don't need to mobilize the masses. The Bible says if two or three are together in my name and start praying and asking God, I will be right there and I'm going to answer their prayer. This persistent prayer from Fiji, not giving up, and uh, I'll visit now underlining that message even after this first victory. Keep on praying, keep on praying, even if you saw a first breakthrough. That was, for me, uh, a very big takeaway and uh, I want to encourage everybody on this call also to apply those lessons in your own country. And I believe that uh, we will be able to see great things even in the times, in those difficult times in which we are living in, David. Yes, thank you, Jürgen. It's been exciting to uh, hear all of these uh, details from each of you today. Thank you, Fene, Toka, and Yanni Salakangas for joining us. Uh, I know I'd already heard some of this from Jurgen, uh, but uh, really exciting. And I, I think someone might be watching and say, well, Fiji's just a little island nation. It doesn't even have a million people. But we have to remember it's very influential among all the island nations of Oceania. In the middle of the Pacific, there's 16 of them. A lot of them vote for Israel. There's a real spirit and move, uh, a spiritual uh, revival stirring there that they're hoping all 16 of these nations join together as a block to stand with Israel and open uh, diplomatic missions in Jerusalem. And I think we see in this, Jürgen, uh, the prophetic times in which we live. Jesus uh, basically gives two signs for the end of the age. One is that Jerusalem would be back in Jewish hands, which it is, and there's a spiritual battle that we've been talking about over Jerusalem, over moving the embassies here, recognize it as, as Israel's capital. And the other is that the gospel would be preached to uh, to all nations and would reach the ends of the earth, and then the end will come. And we see both of these being fulfilled in Fiji. It was like one of the last nations. 1867, missionary came there, but was killed, but it opened the door for the gospel to reach that island nation and all those islands out around it. 1867 was also the year that Colonel Charles Barron, a British colonel here on an archeological expedition, he discovered the original city of David 
and a lot of uh, uh, scholars, the history of Zionism, the history of the return of the Jews, they say it actually begins in 1867 when the original city of David uh, was rediscovered and started calling home her sons and daughters. Jews started even walking from southern Russia, from Yemen, from other uh, regions and, and reaching, Jerusalem, reaching the land of Israel in the 1880s or so. The sustained return of the Jews to the land today starts in 1867, right when the gospel reaches those far ends of the earth. And since then, there's been a jubilee cycle. Jurgen, you and I have talked about this. This is what's exciting, that uh, 1917, 50 years later, uh, General Allenby, another British general, marches into Jerusalem, frees it for the Ottoman Turks, frees it more up for its prophetic destiny out of Muslim hands. And the British government then issued a couple of days later the Balfour Declaration. And then uh, uh, 50 years later, 1967, the whole city of Jerusalem is reunited uh, in Jewish hands. And then 2017, President uh, Donald Trump in the U.S., American recognition of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, moved the embassy here a few days, uh, a few months later, that uh, in these 50-year cycles, you see uh, uh, something about the prophetic and redemptive purpose of over Jerusalem being uh, opened and freed up even more each time. And this is a day since 2017 where the nations are free to come back up to Jerusalem, place their embassies here. This is the whole founding mandate of the Christian embassy to, to represent Christians around the world who know God's prophetic purposes around this city. And you have a government now in Fiji, Fene, uh, that it's so remarkable considering everywhere else, all the governments around the world, that, that has a biblical worldview and knows the centrality of Jerusalem that this is where Jesus will come and take up the throne of David. And nations are now free. We can turn our nations towards that prophetic vision, towards that biblical worldview. There's a challenge out here from Fiji, from Guatemala that's done it, from Honduras that's done it. They've, they've got a Marxist government now, but Honduras has not removed their embassy. And there's a challenge here to the body of Christ in all these nations to turn your country through prayer, uh, especially towards that biblical and prophetic vision that really centers on the dawning light of the Messianic age here in Jerusalem as that gospel has reached the ends of the earth. Amen? Amen, absolutely. And I be encouraged. We have seen this change now taking place in the Fiji Islands. And uh, no matter how difficult the situation is in your own country, uh, God can turn it around, and uh, um, yeah, I was uh, David. What you said, you know, about this prophetic uh, jubilee cycle. This is quite amazing. You know, we are living in times today where some of the prophets of old they they would have desired to see what we are witnessing today in Jerusalem and around the world. Amen. All right, we're gonna leave it there. We hope you've enjoyed this. That you can share it with your friends. Let everyone know the exciting news. Uh, Fiji is helping lead the charge through prayer, through revival in those nations, through reaching out to government leaders who are, are more and more, they're being predisposed to agree with this biblical vision that centers around Jerusalem in these days. 
We thank everyone for joining us. Shalom from Jerusalem.